Naptown, the city that always sleeps. Most people think nothing happens in this town that is halfway between nothing and nowhere, but they would be wrong. There is plenty that goes on in this town for those willing to look. Tensions run high as Detective Tanner and Gideon compete for the attention and love of Darling. Are these just the natural consequences of a scorned lover, or is something more sinister at play? But as always, the leads are many and the answers are few in the city that always sleeps. Alright, we're back in Naptown, everybody. Um, last time, you guys began your investigation. Darling spent time at her job meeting her new co-workers while Gideon and Tanner had some bonding time. Off Mike, we decided that you guys actually want to meet up at the Mixed Grove to share information before you guys head off to your respective places. Uh, so you guys are at the Mystical Grove at your appointed meeting time, which is early, like mid-morning, so probably 10-ish. And Gideon is here too, right? Uh, do you want him to be here? I mean, I assume, I assume he would be since he's going yeah, with he's us. Yeah, he's supposed to go with us to the gun shop. Yeah. I didn't know if you told... So if you wanted to rule that you guys decided to meet up at the Mystic Grove and then meet at the gun shop, so like have some time without him. No, I mean, he could be there. It's fine. Okay, he's there then. So I know that we had planned to go to the gun shop today, but I actually got another lead from my brother Art. Um, so I was wondering if you maybe wanted to... Follow that up with me, Seamus, and the three of you can go to the gun shop. Maybe we can reconvene after. Uh, what's uh, what's this new lead? Uh, he sent me to somebody to talk to. Uh, said there was a case that had seemed odd lately, so I thought I'd follow it up. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds pretty good to me. Well, I talked to Tanner a little bit about this last night. I have a couple other possible leads that I can put on the table, too. That I found from listening to the officers at work last night. So I don't know if maybe one of these is who you're thinking of. But uh, I have a Tom. Well, I guess Tommy Reynolds wouldn't. He's still uh, in custody. But then uh, there's also a Jacqueline Cox that we can look into at some point. For the sake of expediting this, you guys can find these people. You do- we don't need to have like you searching phone books and running. Th- like You can find these people easy enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I assume so. Uh, except Tommy will, like, you will have to, like, talk to the police if you wanted to talk to him since he is still in custody. Mm-hmm. Do we know anything about this Jacqueline, where she works, or? I I can find that out pretty easily, I think. Basically, what happened is uh, the officers last night were talking. Uh, she was harassing somebody, but it was all good by the time they got there. So that's, I don't know. That one is kind of a weird one. I don't know a whole lot about her, but I'm sure we can find her. Oh, and then the other thing, the other important thing that I picked up yesterday that seems to be a big deal is I have an acquaintance uh, who is now working at the Chatterbox with me. And she used to be at the Red Phoenix. uh, And that apparently is a thing. I guess. I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't get to hear too much about exactly what was going on there. Uh, who is this uh, acquaintance of yours? Oh, her name's Lillian Pascal. She's... Oh, did I meet her? Yes, yes. That's the one that uh That's right. Met. <laughs> that can't be a coincidence because uh, that's that's what uh, Mr. McGuire said. He said he had gone to the Red, uh, Red Phoenix to see 
uh, Lillian. I yeah, agree. That- I kind of think Lillian Pascal's m- my primary person of interest, to use the parlance. So it sounds like maybe tonight we want to, someone might want to check out the Red Phoenix. And um, I took work off so that I could help with this investigation. So it's probably not a good idea if I go back to the chatterbox tonight. Um, But if we need to split up again and someone wants to go and check out what Lillian's doing, that's an option too. Well, I definitely want to go to the chatterbox. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a weird uh, that'd be a weird thing to have taken off work and then show up at work not working. Don't think that'd go over particularly well. Right? No, I'm thinking not. Perhaps you can wear a costume. Unfortunately, I uh, can't copy what Faye does, so <laughs> I think that my presence there would probably be known pretty quickly. Um, I'd better avoid the chatterbox altogether. I mean, you guys could always like kiss or something, then you could do it, right? Isn't that how that works? I don't remember if that's a power. No, it's not. That's not what <laughs> happens when I kiss Faye. Oh, I guess I misunderstood then. My bad. <laughs> Did you have ulterior motives for asking that? I'm not judging at this point. I'm just curious. No, not at all. I was I was literally trying just trying to help. Gideon raises an eyebrow. <laughs> if darling, if darling's trying not to look like darling, that I thought that might be one way to do it. No, that would just mean that I turn into a dove. That's about it. <laughs> well, I think it makes sense for you to not go to the chatterbox, but uh, maybe Gideon, you can join Tanner and I later tonight. We can. Scope the place out, maybe talk to Lillian. If that's what you want, I I am known as to be seen with Darling before. I don't know if that will blow our cover, but, you know, it might just look like I'm trying to get there, so that should be fine. Yeah, I mean, people might just think that you're there to see her, and you didn't know she wasn't working tonight. Works for me. Do you know this, uh... Do you know, yeah, Lillian Pascal Gideon? Like, have you met? Oh, uh, no more. I think Darling knows her much better than I. I've run into her a couple of times. I just didn't know if you could make introductions, you know, being in, as it were. Uh, I think Darling would be much more prepared for that than I would be. I, I know her because of Darling, not otherwise. Gotcha. Can I make a insight check? What is it called in City Mist? I'm going to argue it's an investigate, but it's... Not going to be asking questions. It'll be giving you a read depending on what you get. Okay. What are you using? Mm. Or you could roll flat. You know what I mean? Intelligent and men of power? I'm going to say no on intelligent, but I'll give you men of power. Okay. Intelligent just feels too broad if you could use it for literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, ten. Ten? Right. He's in the up and up. Okay. So I think he's telling the truth about not knowing Lillian that well. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Like, nothing seems suspicious. Like, he said, like, he knew her through Darling, which okay. Darling can confirm, so. Right. All right, well, I think we can go our separate ways, then reconvene here and have a lovely night out, as it were. Yeah, Um. I guess we'll see you two later. And uh, Darling is looking at Faye with just, like... Save me. Are you kidding me, eyes? <laughs> like... Trying her best to convey, what the heck? <laughs> Why are you leaving me? <laughs> no, I think Faye tries to give her a look like, we'll talk later, and then heads out with Seamus. Great. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Either. All right, let's go to the gun store. What car do you take? Uh, or I feel like Gideon is heading to his car. Um, I would offer, but I also like wouldn't care, like... If, if Gideon's heading towards his car, I would just go to his car. Okay. The real question is, where does everybody sit? 
well, Gideon holds the door for Darling to sit in the front. Yeah, so she's going to take that. <laughs> Tanner Tanner slides into the back seat and kind of like, his feet aren't on the leather because he's classier than that, but his legs are kind of stretched out cozily. So you guys are able to find the gun store easily enough. You got like the location of it from What's-His-Face last night. Um, So you get there and it is open. I don't think I've ever like really explained how short Darling is, which has got to be a hilarious sight because, like, they're pretty tall dudes, right? Um, Tanner, no, not tall, but not short. He's well, like he's tall compared to her. She's average height. I very tiny. He's taller than he is. How, how <laughs> short is Darling? She is not five feet. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's very short. Yeah, and Gideon is easily over six, you know, six, two, six, three, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, so we go in. What do we see? It looks like a generic gun shop. There is a guy that is behind the counter. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Second Amendment. What can I get for you today? Well, I mean, first off, may I congratulate you on the sensational appearance of this gun shop. First off, beautiful store. I love it. Second off, we understand you had a disturbance here the other night, and I could see how maybe you're feeling that the police are not doing enough to handle the situation. And well, sir, you're in luck. I'm not the police. I'm a private detective. So tell me what happened and what I can do to help, because I don't want to see other gun stores getting robbed, you know cornerstones of our civilization. Well, I, I told the police everything, but I, I agree with you. They don't feel like they're doing a whole lot. They feel like they're like, they let the guy go. Like, I'm sure it was him. You know, he came in, he robbed, he took a lot of the fully automatic guns, if you will. A lot of the Chicago typewriter ones, and then just booked it out of here. I saw his face, looked me dead in the eyes, didn't really seem to recognize anything, but then Got out of here. Okay, so back up. You're telling me this guy smashed in through the front door, grabbed all the Tommy guns, and then just sprinted off into the wild. I mean, I think he got into his car or something. All right, and you, like, visually identified him, right? Yes, I did. Pulled me in for a lineup and everything. Did did the police tell you why they felt they couldn't hold this guy? Because they told me there wasn't enough evidence, and I feel like an eyewitness account is pretty good evidence, you know? I mean, they, they said they couldn't do anything because there was... No guns. He's an upstanding citizen. There was like, they think I'm lying, and there's like no way to like. Is I mean, I, I know, I know, I know. You said this was a really nice gun store, but does it does it look like the nicest? I don't know, Zach. Does it look like the nicest? <laughs> it's the Walmart of gun stores. <laughs> okay, I want to roll an investigation check, and what I'm hoping to glean from this is if he's being sketchy. Okay. <laughs> um, and I want to apply private detective marksmen, because I know a lot about guns, and truths that are hidden. I would say you, though, knowing a lot about a gu- about guns doesn't tell you if a guy is lying or not. You can tell me if he's lying about guns. Like, if he says that he's carrying Tommy guns and all he has on the wall are shotguns. I mean, he's not going to have any Tommy guns on the wall right now. He was robbed. <laughs> no, but he could have something like it. <laughs> Fine. I will, I will allow it. Cool. Nine. <laughs> It didn't matter! Get more clues. It made him feel good inside. He seems to be... He doesn't feel like he's doing anything illicit, but he doesn't feel like he's being... Shooting exactly straight with you about the like his store. Gotcha. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna take a look around. What? Why don't you speak to my associates here? They might have more questions. And I specifically am, like, trying to pawn him off on the much more endearing Darling. Cool, Zach gets to have a conversation with himself soon if Darling pawns him off. (laughs) (laughs) No, Darling's not gonna pawn him off. Yeah, so Darling kind of comes up to the counter and she uh, leans over against it. So, you mentioned that he didn't seem to recognize anything. Was he, was it, did he look like, I don't know, he might be under the influence or something? Kind of felt that way. He didn't seem to really do anything different. Like, he looked dead in the eyes, no fear or anything, just turned and walked away. Now, is there any reason that you can think of why he might have targeted you? I mean, I don't have the fanciest of locks. I've been meaning to replace the door for a while, and, you know, usually we close up a little early, so maybe he thought that was a reason, but other than that, you know. I want to roll an investigation, too, and try and kind of do the exact same thing Tanner did. I want to see if he's telling me the truth that this is not really a place worth robbing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. What are you using? Uh, I'm going to use a close confidant. And I think rumors, I think those are the two that make the most sense. Okay, I'm good with those. Cool, that's a 14. Dang. So those literally didn't matter. Yeah, a little bit. He, what did you ask? You asked if he's... I asked him if there was any reason that he could think of why his store was targeted. And I'm trying to see if he is telling the truth. Yes and no about telling the truth. He is telling the truth in that his store is like a like everything he told you is true and would be good reasons to rob his store. Like they are not, you know, like they do close a little early. He like glancing at the locks and stuff. It doesn't look like he has the most security at this place. You know, being a gun store, he thought he could get away with mm-hmm. like, well, I have guns here. No one's going to rob a gun store. But there is, it does feel like there is stuff he isn't telling you. Like other reasons. Okay. Since she's already leaning over the counter, uh, Darling's going to kind of reach over and put her hand on his. Oh, believe me. I know it's so stressful when things like this happen, but I really need you to be honest with me right now because that's the only way that we're going to be able to help you. And so I want to roll again (laughs) to whatever the convince one is, I think that's... Oh, convince. It is a thing. Uh, so convince, I'm going to use uh, dominatrix, <laughs> control the will of others. And I want to use Gideon as like, I got big, tough muscle behind me. I'll allow that. Sweet. Uh, that's a 10. I shouldn't be telling you this, but I, I sometimes don't always sell the best of merchandise. You know, like reused things, you know, firing pins that might not always be in the best of shape you know stuff like that and the customer or two might have come back uh dissatisfied a time or two but I, I never did anything that would make anyone that mad i don't think when you say a customer came back dissatisfied it wasn't the man who robbed you was it no i've never seen him before in my life well thank you so much for your time that that actually helps us quite a bit and I think Darling turns to head out, unless you can think of anything else, Cody. Um, I have one other thing I'd like to ask. Well, actually, so, Zach, I did pretty good on that investigation, right? Can we wrap into that role that I want to look around and see if 
his stock would imply that he might carry something like a Thompson submachine gun. Which, albeit popular at the time, is a specific kind of gun. <laughs> you do see higher caliber things. Okay. You don't necessarily see any machine guns, but you see it's not just like pistol, pistol, shotgun. Okay. So it's a wide enough variety that I could like. So that doesn't seem crazy that he would have that. Yeah. Before we go here and get out of your hair, have you heard anything about um, other stores getting robbed for, you know, similar things? I don't think so, but I mean, there's been that crime spree that's been going on. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if another gun store or two have been robbed. All right. And you said he seemed kind of dead-eyed, right? Like, non-responsive? Zombie-like, almost? Yep, that's right. There's like catatonic. Maybe he'd be drinking, you know, that illegal stuff. I understand, and thank you for your help. We'll, we'll follow up with you if we find out anything valuable for you. Well, thank you very much. I I appreciate it. We're trying to keep. I'm trying to keep myself in business, and I just lost, took a big hit. And if I could get those guns back, that would be that'd be mighty helpful. Yeah, definitely. Also, change your locks and invest more in security. But you know, whatever. Hands a card for Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just want to make sure I understood that correctly, Zach. So he said that he sells like secondhand guns. So like they're they're not always the most uh like taken care of i guess yeah so he does the equivalent of like what they did during prohibition with alcohol where they like watered it down and made it crappy Mm, okay okay so like he does the equivalent with guns which zach does not know enough about guns to know what that actually means i would assume that means like he he like buys up like secondhand used ones and maybe doesn't quite yeah doesn't quite yeah factory rejects and doesn't quite fix them up well enough to really be they're not totally refurbished and like he's hoping that the people that buy them don't ever use them so that they don't ever know that they don't work right okay no i just wanted to make sure i took the right notes but that that was the impression i got yeah that's what he was saying basically he does not sell guns that are necessarily good guns he sells guns that are cheap okay (laughs) again walmart of gun stores (laughs) so we flip over to you flip to faye and seamus what's your bat so as we go our separate ways, I think Faye and Seamus are going to walk to uh, start walking away from the mystical grove. Seamus, uh, sorry for dragging you into this, but I have a suspicion about something and I need you to help me follow up on it. Yeah, I, uh, I wondered when you specifically wanted to go somewhere with me that you might you might have a reason for it. Right. Well, I have a hunch and I... Didn't want to say it in front of everybody, but I've been putting some things together in my head, and I think it's odd that we find out that there's a crime spree and a new rift has come to town, and then Gideon shows up, a rift, uh, coming back to town. I don't know if it's actually connected, but I just want to smooth out some... Just see if we can find anything about him. See if he's really on the up and up. So you think he might be might be involved somehow? I thought he was working with the order. I yes, and that would be the the best thing if he weren't really involved. I just think it's a little odd and that we should maybe just do our due diligence and make sure there's nothing untoward about him. Okay, where where should we start? So the reason I wanted to come with you is that I wanted to go to the VFW, um, maybe ask around about 
him. I figured with your military background, you might know people there. Uh, could maybe figure out a way to ask about him. Oh sure, yeah, we could we could definitely do that. What is it, what did we do? What does the VFW actually do again? I think there that's like support for veterans who are back. Okay. And I think also provides just like a social okay. group. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like halfway between like a government organization and a country club, as we said. Okay. I, I heard you guys talking about it, but I, I didn't quite process all of what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as, as Caitlin said, it, it provides support and helps out a lot of veterans, but it also is a place for like veterans to meet and gather like and talk with fellow veterans kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, we could, we could definitely do that. I, I actually spend some time there on occasion. Not, not very often, but uh, some guys around there would know me. Good. That's what I was hoping that you could take the lead on this. Sorry for dragging you into oh, it. No, don't don't worry about it at all. All right, so we head to the VFW. All right, so you head there. You find uh, a nice enough looking building. It is not derelict, but it is also not fancy. Uh, you head in. It is a more open room. There's some tables and chairs around for meeting. It is not dissimilar from a bar feel, but there is no bar part of it. You know, it looks like it. That's illegal, and that's not what the VFW does anyway. But it's kind of like, it's, you know, it's got circular tables where people can meet and chat and stuff. You know, there's some stuff in the corner for, you know. Does pool exist at this point? I'm going to say there's a pool table. Oh, for sure. I think pools existed for a long time. I have no idea. There's a pool table, a piano. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like stuff, stuff to keep them occupied. So it's a, it's a little bit on the nicer end of this kind of thing, but it's still not nice by face standards. You know, like, it's passable by face standards. <laughs> We'll say face family standards. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's not what Faye would consider nice. Sure. You know, it's yeah. Seamus would consider it like a nice VFW. Yeah. Faye would be like, mm, this place could use a, like a coat of paint, some new flooring, you know, a couple new tables and chairs. Yeah, I got it. She's used to a certain type of life. <laughs> uh, so as you walk in, a wiry man who looks to be in about his mid 20s, a little bit younger than Seamus, uh, calls over. Uh, is that is that you, Seamus? Seamus, is that you? Uh, you recognize this gentleman as Leon O'Line. He was in your platoon. You weren't really like you like would see him from time to time, you know. But oh, so he's also Irish. He's just playing with. Um, Seamus? he is he is Irish, like I am German. Gotcha. <laughs> hey, Leon. I mean, you know, you know, it's pronounced Seamus. Why do you always do this to me? I've seen how it's spelled, you know. It looks like Seamus. Ah, uh, whatever. Who's who's the lovely lady you got with you? Hey, ma'am, how you doing? Uh, pleasure to meet you. This is Faye. She's a she's a I guess a business acquaintance. Business? Just business? Yes, just business, <laughs> Leon. Hey, Faye, would you mind if I buy you a drink sometime? I mean, take well, you to you a jazz club sometime. Well, you illegal. <laughs> hey, hey, you might want to watch out. She is a lawyer, you know. Oh, uh, in that case, I was totally talking about a jazz club. I'm just used to the. Overseas where prohibition doesn't happen. <laughs> you don't have to worry, Leon. <laughs> so, w- what brings you to the VFW today? Well, Seamus, he like ribs you. Well, uh, I was actually wanting to, I was hoping to get some information, see if, see if anyone around here um, knows a knows a, a guy. Um, goes, his name's Gideon. Uh, he's also uh, military. Oh yeah, Gideon. I've I've met the guy once or twice. And by once or twice, I mean, like, he kind of, like, replaced you when you decided to go into the reserves. Yeah, so, um, I didn't, I didn't particularly know that, but I met him recently. I'm just kind of, kind of curious about him. I just don't really know a whole lot about him. Uh, make 
an investigation roll just to determine how this is going to go. All right. I don't even know. What what stuff can I apply? Like, I'm looking at my tags. My tags don't really seem applicable. I mean, I guess I could do, like, dog tags and knowledge stuff. You could do, like, knowledge of the past for sure. Yeah. Let's do knowledge of the past. Let's do that one. Don't think anything else really matters here. Yeah. It's a three. So, over the... I, ro- I rolled snake eyes. <laughs> oh, over no. the course of the next 45 minutes... <laughs> You hear the most banal and trivial things about him. Like, he, like, tells you half of interesting stories. You know, it's like the <laughs> you had to be there kind of stories. Oh, like, he would, t- he would like, start a story. He, he, he tells stories like I tell stories. <laughs> he starts a story, and then halfway through, realizes there's another story that's kind of halfway involved. So he tells that story, but doesn't finish it. And then goes, and then some point goes and finishes the first story, but we've already forgotten about that story. And he also does this thing that parents do where he's like, oh, you know this guy. Yeah. And it's like, four t- like yeah. there's no way you'd know this guy. And then he spends way too long being, oh, no, you definitely know him. You know, like... Like, it starts out being about, like, weird stories about Gideon, but, like, you just hear about basically everyone in in the platoon. And, like, it's nice catching up about, like, stuff that happened to the guys in your platoon, but it is not helpful for what you're trying to find out <laughs> in the slightest. Well, uh, I mean, that was quite quite the information there, Leon. Not really quite what I was what I was looking for with about Gideon, but can you can you believe it? Michael's got two kids now. I mean, ah, that's uh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So what do you what have you been up to? Oh, you know, like I'm I'm got shore leave for a little bit, or whatever they call it in the army. <laughs> Did, yeah, shore leave. I mean, sure. He's on leave. I feel like the character I made would call it shore leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I'm on I'm on shore leave for a bit. Visiting the parents and all that before I head back out on another tour, you know. It's nice being home, kicking around, seeing if anyone else I know is coming here. And lo and behold, you showed up, Seamus. It was great seeing you again. Yeah, it's good to see you too. I'll be in town for the next couple, you know, while if you want to check up on me at any time, hang out. You know, we could go, like, shoot the breeze. Yeah, that's, that, that sounds like fun. You can show me all the jazz club. And Faye, I mean, you want to get, we can definitely get dinner sometime. We'll have to see if uh, Seamus and I can maybe meet you again. It was good to see you, Leon. Once he wa- uh, walks away, I'm going to turn to Faye and be like, well, uh, that quite wasn't what I what I was hoping for. That wasn't what I was hoping for either, but... Um... But, I mean, we did, learn, we did learn one thing. We learned that Gideon basically took my position once I, once I retired. That's an interesting, interesting note, thing to note. Yeah, that surprised me as well but it sounds like he you two might have a lot of people in common that you know so don't make me do this don't make me do this do not make me make up 40 names you did this to yourself you literally just did this to yourself i'm not i'm not gonna keep pursuing this it's just like if if we run into anybody else maybe we can find more information uh, but uh, after that whole conversation, she looks at her watch. I think we better be getting back. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's probably a good idea. Is there any other leads we can follow up while we wait for the others? No, I didn't get anything specific from Art, did I? You got a name. Yeah, you got a name, Evangelina Spira. So, the notes I have was Evangelina Spira, party girl. Yeah, you got a name of someone who, like a client who'd been arrested. Not that you've dealt anything with it, like your firm didn't deal with it, but it was someone that like moves in powerful circles kind of thing got arrested. Oh, and it was kind of like a scandal, right? Yeah, it was it was like it was basically like one of your parents' friends like young mm. daughter. You yeah, know? yeah. Okay. I'll say you kind of know like it is weird. Like it, 
getting arrested once is a, like it's a little weird, but it's like not atypical for her. But getting arrested twice in like a week's time is kind of out of character. Okay, you know, it's not like you being arrested. It's someone who is a has a track record of not making the best choices. Okay, but usually she's a little bit more cognizant than this. Okay, so Art did give me a name of somebody. It's a daughter of a friend of my parents. Uh, Evangelina Spiro? Spiro? Spira. Spira. Evangelina Spira. She's always been a handful, but uh, I guess she's gotten arrested twice in one week, which is odd even for her. So she might have something else if we want to... Do we know if she's still in custody? Or if she's in custody still? She is not. Okay. I hate to suggest this for both our sakes, but... um. We could stop in on my parents for tea, see what gossip they have. I mean, that's uh, that's that's totally up to you. Is that a terrible way to take this, Zach? Oh, you can do that. Okay. H- have Have I met her parents at any point? Like, have we dealt with them in our various missions? No I way. Doubt it. You I really would have. Doubt it. The only person that Faye would not be embarrassed to take to her parents is Darling, or. That her f- parents would receive kindly as darling. I don't know how Faye feels. I'm sorry for putting words in your mouth, Caitlin. No, I, th- I think that's fine. Seamus is not high enough in the military for... Seamus, yeah, she's, he's not an officer. He's working class. Well, he, he was an officer. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 did like, he did the thing where he was like, since he was so good at what he did, he was promoted very quickly, so he became an officer at a really young age. Oh, okay. But then left of his own accord or... Like step down. There is not a universe where Faye's parents look kindly on Tanner. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that Tanner is a bad person by any stretch or even grubby by any sense, but he is working class and Faye's family has two lawyers and whatever her parents do, which or her father is a lawyer. Right. So if you don't mind um, pretending to be my bodyguard in these dangerous times, we could go talk to them. Oh sure, yeah, we can we can do that. I definitely looked the part. That's that's what I figured. I apologize in advance for absolutely anything my mother says. How how bad can it be, right? Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, so I guess it's probably closer to lunchtime. I think we'll swing by Faye's parents' actual house, and her her mother should be home for lunch. I don't know if uh, her father would be or if he'd be working. I, th- I think your parents are kind of like retired-ish. That's fair. I my I suspect my father's not as really involved with the firm. I think he's like more on the board. Gotcha. Yeah. Or like you know like he's like there like more as a figurehead than like actually doing cases now. Yeah. yeah. And like he'll do cases that he wants to do, and no one objects to that because he's a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. But like he's much more choosy, and you know like where you and Art are constantly doing cases to keep the. We're like running it. Yeah, yeah, you got you guys are like doing everything to keep the firm like we're doing the daily. Ru- yeah, running well and like doing a lot of cases and doing like getting like raking in the profits. Yeah, he's doing so like basically his the firm is now like a part time thing for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he he kind of does the cases he wants to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think we head there. All right. H- how are you getting there? Are you walking or are you taking the family car? I mean, we walked to the VFW. I figure we can... Okay. I, d- I didn't know. I don't know what impression you try to make with your family. Keep walking there. So you walk up and you uh, to what you call home. Do you live at home or do you live somewhere else, Faye? Uh, Faye has her own apartment. Um, so you walk up to the place that you have call- you called home for many years of your life. And it is 
home to you in many ways. Seamus, you walk up to what might possibly be the largest building you have ever seen anyone call a home. (laughs) Basically think any mansion in any superhero TV show or any TV show. It's like, I don't think houses were that big at this time. Oh, they did. I mean, they were definitely mansions. I was thinking like a nice brownstone. You know what I mean? No, they're rich. (laughs) Okay. Your family's very wealthy. They're very snooty. Continue. I get to, you get to decide your character stuff. I decide your family. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You walk up to a very large estate, Vinny. Um, It is very nice. Um, And you guys knock on the front door. It opens very promptly and you see a butler there. Yes. Ah, Mistress Faye, you are here. (laughs) What brings you, what brings this delightful appearance upon our doorstep? Well, I was just hoping to stop in and... A surprise mother for lunch. Oh, joyous. You know how your mother loves surprises. Is she free? I I will go check. And he, instead of inviting you in, he just closes the door. <laughs> uh, um, that's Rogers. You'll get used to him, I guess. He takes too long of a time, but not inappropriately long. Okay. Like enough to know that he's purposely Power being playing this. Yeah. He's purposely being slow, but not enough that you could actually bring it up to anyone. Right. Yeah. You know, like it's it's uh I it's rude it. to have you waiting six minutes. You're waiting five and a half. <laughs> he reopens the door. Uh your mother has wondrously accepted your offer for lunch. Will this gentleman be joining us as well? Uh yes, Seamus will be joining us. Follow me, Mr. Seamus and Mistress Faye. So he leads you into the house. And the, the inside of the house is, is just as nice as the outside of the house. Marble uh, floors, lots of nice hardwood, polished to a shine. Yeah, so it is what you imagine a rich house to look like, as Caitlin said. Polished marble. There's hardwood everywhere. There is gold inlay on a lot of things. There's very fancy art on the walls, that kind of stuff. She, You are led through expansive rooms. Nothing feels very tight. It feels very spacious. Everything feels very clean. To the point where you feel a little out of place, Seamus. It's kind of like going to church in your pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Where you're just like, well, I did not dress for this occasion. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he definitely feels underdressed. I mean, he's not like in rags, but he's like, I, what would what would Seamus even be wearing on a daily basis? Not a tuxedo. No, that, not that for sure. Like maybe a suit, but not a tuxedo. I don't, I think it would be more like a button down shirt with suspenders and maybe rolled up sleeves yeah that's not, that sounds about right he's probably wearing yeah wearing like trousers with a shirt tucked in and yeah with suspenders and definitely wearing a flat cap mm-hmm. irish flat cap so you are shown into a nice dining room uh it is not your formal dining room Faye. <laughs> it's more where you know heavens wouldn't want to waste that on me <laughs> i think your mother was not planning on company and you interrupted her yes. in the middle of lunch because as you see she is currently in the middle of eating her lunch well, Faye, darling, it was nice to see you, but you do know lunch begins promptly at 11. It's like 11.30. <laughs> yes, I just wanted to surprise you, Mother. I was in the area and thought I'd stop by. I always love seeing you, and that is first and foremost, but you know how I hate surprises. I would rather you call ahead next time, please, so that we that I can tell Beatrice to make food for you so that you are well provided for while you're in your home. I'll remember that. <laughs> Who is this? And she gives Seamus like a Just very, an eyebrow raise. <laughs> a very distasteful, like you can 
it's palpable. You can feel this distaste. The up and up and down look, yeah. Fine looking gentleman that you have brought into our humble home. Hello, it's uh it's nice to meet you. Uh I'm Seamus. Um I'm uh acting as bodyguard for Miss Faye uh, on one of the cases she's on uh working on. Yet you know, with all the rash of crimes that have been going around, I figured it was best to have uh a little uh extra backup. You can see her look vis- visibly relieved that that is your excuse. Ah. <laughs> that that I'm not a boyfriend. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that is very prudent of you, Faye. I am I'm very glad that you are taking care of yourself in these troubled times. Art and your father have mentioned that things have been a little bit more busy at the law firm and by busy I mean turning down more people who were not willing to pay for the services and asking for pro bono work. Right, I wanted to, I heard a rumor and wanted to ask you, what, what's this about Evangelina? Make me a convince roll. Can I use won't take no for an answer? Yes. That's an 11. Uh, well, you see, uh, she didn't have as good of an upbringing as you and has <laughs> taken to the more, uh, shall we say, illegal kind of lifestyle. Nothing too bad, but she she got caught being drunk of all things out in public a couple of times. I mean, I, I hope, I, I know I would never see you in anything like that, and heaven forbid you did something illegal. I, I raised you better than that, you know. You know not to take that drink. <laughs> right, <laughs> he says slowly. Where was she? Is it one of those uh, speakeasies, or? Well, I, I only assume. Um, so the, for the, the way this is going to go, like your mother doesn't really have a ton of information for you. I figured you're using her as a jumping off point to find this person or using her for information, information. I was seeing if she knew any more like scandalous details about the whole thing. I'm just trying to get a clear picture because before this, we just knew that okay. Evangelina was arrested more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, so I'm, I just I'm trying know to get you- it like connected to the other crimes that have been happening. Like see if there's a link somehow. I just wanted to know what you were trying to get out of it so we weren't just going in circles for half an hour. Yeah, I so I guess if she was found like in the area of the Red Phoenix or the Chatterbox, that would be useful to know. Like knowing that she's drunk and not like stealing something, that would be useful to know. I'll stick with that. Does that help you, Zach? Yeah. Faye, what in God's good name, or why in God's good name would you think I would know where a speakeasy is of all places? I was just... Wondering where she was found so that I don't accidentally stumble across an unsavory area. Well, I, I'm i unsure where she was, but you better not be go looking for any of those speakeasies, fake Cameron. Uh, surely not, mother. The, the way the way you said that, it sounded like she was doing the middle name drop, so her, na- her name is now canonically fake Cameron, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... She looks at her watch. I should probably... No, no, please stay. I've already had Beatrice. I already ordered Beatrice to begin cooking you up some lunch. Oh, well, that would be lovely. Uh, so again, she flashes a sorry look <laughs> into Seamus. You have a uncomfortably quiet lunch with your mother. Gotcha. Uh, there is no food for Seamus. <laughs> oh, no. She assumes Seamus is the bodyguard and that he will be taken care of otherwise. Gotcha. You know. 
she 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 looks at him as hired help, and it's like, well, he yeah. eats on his own time. He doesn't eat while he's protecting my daughter. Gotcha. And you did not dismiss him. Ergo, he is on your time. Gotcha. So. So I think we, after an uncomfortable lunch, we say our goodbyes, and Faye and Seamus leave and go and get food for Seamus <laughs> before, or we could just go back to the Mystical Grove and he could get food there. Again, Seamus, I'm so very sorry. Well, that was uh, that was interesting. Okay, so you guys head back and meet the Mystical Grove. This is a little bit maybe out of context. Oh, you guys have to have a, you were going to have a scene in the car, right? Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> beep, beep, we're in a Jeep. <laughs> I'm great at scene transitions. Tanner's sitting like in the back seat again, kind of stretched out and comfy, just kind of like nodding his head along with the car driving goes, so we have to work together for a while. Is this going to be weird now? Why would it be weird? Oh, because I think kind of both of us, and I like gesture at me and Gideon, both seem to be courting you, which is fine, but can lead to professional issues. Well, Tanner, I like you as a person, and I would not let any of this get in the way of the order. No, that's good to hear. All all that aside... Uh, me and Darling are obviously already dating, so... Gideon, I, Darling is as sunk into the seat as she can possibly be. <laughs> yeah, that sounded really assured there, Gideon. This is why I said I wanted to ask Darling's opinion. I don't really want to have this conversation right now. That's my opinion. Tanner just kind of like looks out the window and just goes, All right. And you guys drive on in a more awkward silence than Faye and Faye's mom's lunch. Hey Wanderers, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Naptown Chronicles. If you want to hear more content from the Wandering Gamer Network, you can check out the Wandering Gamer Network website. We also post Let's Plays that we do on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. On Twitch, we can be found at wandering underscore gamer underscore network, and you can follow us on Twitter at the WGN Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. The intro and outro music was composed by Caitlin Balgaman, who voices Faye in this podcast. All other music is openly licensed or in the public domain. Now, sleeper, it is time to rest. And remember, it is the gods who envy us.